I again better late than pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh my god, that's a good one. Who said that? MB Brandon. That's a good one. John is going to use that every day from now on. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I am done with Dahmer. Oh my God. After this one, this is the most fucked up serial killer I've ever heard of. I don't think any story can match this. This is a lot. Even like Ed Gein. Now, Ed Gein's like my favorite. Obviously, I got the fucking hat and everything. So this will be the last episode that I do. If you guys don't know already, Jeffrey Dahmer is dead. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, you ruined it for me, but that's fine. (laughs) Dahmer was killed. He was brutally beaten. And it says a bloody broom handle was found in the gymnasium area. So basically, in 1994, he's in prison and a an inmate gets him alone while they're on work duty and beats him to death, Dahmer. I'm going to do that case when I cover the guy that killed him. But this case is going to be on the Dombies, the Jeff Zombies. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys cool with that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. We're actually going back to Milwaukee, Jeff's apartment. We're going to go right before he... There's Jen... <laughs> Late again. (laughs) Uh, Jen, do you like John's shirt? You just missed the surprise shot segment. Stop. You can't even joke about that with Jen. You cannot. We would never do it without her. We did take a shot last episode, though. So that was legit. Yeah. I mean, Nicole's cool and all, but this shit ain't the same. (laughs) Thanks. Happy two-year anniversary coming up in 10 days. You're cool and all, but Jen's better is what I just heard. Dom's erotic friend fiction. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's good. Yes. We're going back to Milwaukee. This is right before he gets caught. This episode is freaking crazy. This episode is freaking true. Everything I'm going to tell you is true. This is intense and it's insane. And it's pretty freaking fabulous, I think, that someone would have the the gonads to even think of this shit. I'm a little drunk, so I may be insensitive. I'm sorry. That was a little insensitive. You're like, this is amazing. (laughs) Wait. All right, tonight we're starting right outside of Jeff's apartment. We're starting in his usual spots. He just he just left the 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 bars. This is 2 a.m. in the morning. And a Johnny Laster, that's his name, Johnny Laster, is driving with his girlfriend. He's got like a nice Chevy. Camaro, whatever. He's driving and he sees this boy. Now, this boy that I'm talking about tonight is that Loatian boy, the 14-year-old that dies. The last episode, I mentioned that his brother, two years before this boy meets Jeff Dahmer, the brother, the older brother, is sexually assaulted and almost murdered. And Jeff gets, uh, he gets in real big, big trouble. Can't even talk. <laughs> and, and Jeff gets in real big trouble for that. He's he's at the House of Corrections. He's in work release. Like he's in big trouble. He's got to go to two or three psychiatrists. His own father writes that recommendation to the judge and says, Hey, listen, I'm not just anyone, I'm a PhD doctor, and my son is terrifying. This may be our last chance. That's what he said in that note. Mm-hmm. He said. He said, Princess Leah, this is our last hope. That's what he said. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi, but close. Oh. 
This boy, Johnny Laster, is driving with his girlfriend. He sees a boy naked. This boy is that 14-year-old boy, but naked. And the first episode, I told you that we saw him in the apartment on the floor in the hall. He was delirious. Johnny Laster driving with my girlfriend, listening to some Drake. He sees this boy naked, and he says this boy is lurching. He uses the word lurch across the street. He's delirious. He doesn't look left and right. He's just one foot in front of the other. The only thing that separates him from being an actual zombie is he doesn't have his arms out. This boy walks across the street, straight line into a tree. He walks into a tree, a big tree that's sitting on the side. He walks across the street. Now, this guy, this boy, and his girlfriend staring at this boy walking across, lurching across, completely delirious. At least if you're drunk or fucking high or whatever, you, you at least kind of can navigate around the tree. He walks like he's about to walk right through it. Like he's a zombie. He is completely zoinked. Zoinked out of his mind. And he's butt naked. And he's a 14-year-old boy. And he walks directly into the tree. His mouth Hangs open. Saliva's pouring out. <laughs> Saliva's pouring out all over him. Blood is oozing from his genitals and his anus. Oh, God. They see this boy walking across, and then they see Jeff, who just came from another bar, because Jeff actually was with this boy earlier in the night, but he wanted to go and meet another man because this is his frenzy. And, you know, I already have this boy pretty incapacitated. Might as well find another young man to take over for my shrine. They see Jeff Dahmer running after the boy and dragging him away. As I said in the last episode, this is the boy right here. That's that 14-year-old boy. Mm. So, and how old does he look? Yeah, he looks like 14. Because there's a big issue here. Because the police, and you're going to hear the phone call, 911 call, and all three of the police were fi were, were put on probation, suspended. Oh, wow. One of the officers, he got he got this huge promotion, which was total bullshit, I saw. And then as soon as he got it, the family files this huge lawsuit against the city because it was complete bullshit. Anyway, this is Sunday, May 26, 1991, when Jeff meets this boy initially. Now, we're going back 12 hours. Okay, this is the meeting time. This is, we're, we're going to try to figure out what, how this boy was a zombie walking across the street. Sunday, May 26, 1991, Grand Avenue Mall. Jeff was leaving. He was window shopping. He didn't have any money. At this point, May 26, I mean, he's he gets arrested in, in a month. He has no money. He's fired from his job. He's eating human meat to stay alive. He is just kind of in limbo. He's trying to build a shrine. He's actually, his main concern is trying to figure out how to keep a skeleton from breaking. Like, he's just completely lost his fucking mind marbles at this mm -hmm. point completely gone like completely fucking gone right he is leaving the mall at 5 a.m. when he he goes to to the bus because he doesn't have a car obviously he sees this boy now he didn't know that this boy is the brother of the the older boy that he sexually assaulted two years ago and ended up in prison and work release and everything else he he did not know this is complete coincidence which is crazy because he meets this boy at the mall 
And he does his thing. He says, hey, I got 50 bucks. If you got some, you know, if you want to strip at my place and show some some of your flesh and stuff like that, he decides to do it. And we actually have those those photos here. So you can see exactly what he would make them do or want them to do. And there's a theory that there's one pose that really puts Jeff over the line. And that's when the boy sticks his chest out like that. When when a, a man sticks his chest out like that, like kind of like take me or whatever, that's when Jeff goes into a psychosis, like his full psychosis. From what the psychiatrists are saying, there's this one specific pose and he's fine. He's just taking pictures. Yeah, he's getting horny or whatever. But as soon as they go like this, that's it. They're dead. They're, they're dead or zombie or whatever the fuck. That's it. So th- these are some of the pictures right here of what if if you were at Jeff's house, this is what you would be doing. This is the $50 he's uh, he's saying, you know, he'll give you for these kind of poses. Mm-hmm. That pose at the bottom, you see that chest out like that? So that is probably right when this happened, right when he just lost it and, and went straight in. Nicole's reading from the book tonight. Uh, the Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer by Brian Masters. Great book. Great book. Any book by him, but I'm telling you, man, you're go- he's, he goes too far into like theology and all kinds of shit, man. You just get like, God, dude, what the fuck? I, I mean, it's really cool at first, but eventually you just like, dude, okay, you know, wow, you, you have overthought this. It's a good book, though. I definitely recommend it. Having discovered that a corpse was only satisfying for a short period and that he would much prefer to have somebody who was alive but stayed with him. Having also determined that nobody would stay under the conditions he would impose, he came upon the idea that he could perhaps destroy a person's will by surgery and to keep him in a zombie-like deprived state of independent thought. All right, Nicole, tell me how he would do that. Reading that, what you just read, how would... So he... I, so, I told you, like he like he wants that shrine and everything, but he the bones break down, the organic matter breaks down. His dad was a chemist, so he knows all this. He gets this idea that he needs to keep him alive if he can zombify him somehow. How would he do that? How would you do that if you wanted to keep me a zombie and just have like me walk around with my shirt off and my ripped abs and just clean the kitchen all day? Like, how would you do that? Um. Well, I was thinking maybe he was doing like drugging or chemicals, like some some something, but this says surgery. So I'm almost thinking like did he like lobotomize them? At this point, this boy is passed out, he's drugged. And a 14-year-old, those sleeping pills and and he used when he has enough sleeping pills, he'll do about 6. He'll crush them up, put them in whatever, coffee, uh, alcoholic drink, whatever. Put them in there. 30 minutes later, they're basically comatose. Comatose. They're basically comatose. And you're about to see why. He gets this idea. He wants to destroy a person's will. So he goes over to this 14-year-old boy and he shakes him a little bit. You sure you're asleep? You sure? What if I shake you like this? You gonna wake up? Oh, I just scared my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Luna's like, I'm up. <laughs> he's like, okay, you're good. You sure? Ah, oh, no, he's good. He's good. All right. He gets behind him. This boy is laying on the bed. His belly is face down. His back is up. 
Jeff straddles him. He gets right behind him and kind of puts him in a full Nelson. He's got his right arm around him. Actually, his left arm. I would do my left arm. And he's right-handed, so it's probably his left arm. He's got him in that triangle choke. And then he does the surgery. And since no one has suggested what it was, I'll just tell you. Jeff then takes... Oh, no! He takes a drill... Luna is like, what the <laughs> He takes a drill and right <gasps> above the frontal lobe while this boy's sleeping because he knows where the frontal lobe is. Like this is, the frontal lobe is, it does everything with your coordination. If you didn't have a frontal lobe, you'd be completely zombified. This is like your center, your coordination, your balance and everything. So he's like, if I can get this thing right here, this frontal lobe disabled somehow. Come on, like, it's... Oh, my God. Don't! <laughs> Uh-oh, we've gone to full reenactments, Brittany says. Damn it, I should have been wearing the glasses. Oh, shoot, do it over, do it over. Oh, uh, shit. Luna is full, like, What? <laughs> She is like looking at me like, I, I don't know. I don't know about this one. <laughs> so he drills a hole three quarters back in the top of his skull, slanting down towards his frontal lobe. He penetrates the brain, the frontal lobe region, enough for where obviously he pulls it out and the brain matter comes out. But that itself does not zombify him. He next takes a turkey baster and he puts this stuff in it. This is muriatic acid. As you see there, it says etches concrete from the Home Depot for pros and DIYers. This clean strip is the leading brand of solvents, thinners, removers, yada, yada. Muriatic acid can be used to etch concrete, brighten concrete and masonry or remove excess mortar from bricks. Or disintegrate someone's brain. He takes a turkey baster and he dips it in the muriatic acid and he squirts it into his frontal lobe. (laughs) That's fucked. That is fucked. I don't have a lot of words (laughs) for this. That is fucked. Do you guys even listen to this? (laughs) Natasha's laughing. So, so the, those, those things would cause a, what that, that's what creates a zombie effect, basically. Those two. This isn't something he looked up on the internet. This is, he had the muriatic acid because when he was at Graham Graham's house, he had to wash the blood off the concrete. That's why he has a muriatic acid. So he, this like, this is a little science experiment on what happened. It's a science experiment. He does other ones, which we're going to talk about. He is, he is experimenting. Trying to make these zombies because he is so fucking tired of these skulls breaking down and these bones disintegrating. He needs to keep this zombie alive. He waits a few hours. This boy is not dead, but he is surely fucked up. He's fucked up enough to walk right into a damn tree. Jeff wakes a few hours. He says, ah, this 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 boy ain't moving anywhere. It's 1.30 a.m. Jeff goes out for a beer. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. He comes back, and guess who's not there? The zomboy is not there anymore. He still left him. 
He oh, left him. He walked this, out. Like, is this but, t- touching on the abandonment issues? But naked, the boy, the 14-year-old boy, walks out with a hole in his head with muriatic acid dissolving his frontal lobe, and he walks through the Milwaukee streets in front of a, a huge bar crowd. Okay, this is the 911 call. Okay, hi, um, this, um, I'm on 25th Estate, and this is young man, he is butt naked, he has been beaten up, he is very bruised up, he can't stand, he's study fall out, he has, he is butt naked, he has no clothes on, he was really hurt, and I, you know, I ain't got no cord on him, I just seen him, and he needs some help on him. Where's he at? On 25th Estate, the corner of 25th Estate. The intoxicated, uh, boyfriend of another boyfriend. (laughs) Well, how old was this child? It wasn't a child, it was an adult. Intoxicated Asian naked male was returned to his sober boyfriend, and uh, we're tonight. Not a good look. Wow, that's real bad. That 911 call, and they think it's a race thing. There were three African-American young women, 17-year-old Nicole Childress. She's the one that made that 911 call. She says, okay, hi, I'm on 25th and State, and there's this young man. He's buck naked, and he has been beaten up. He's very bruised. Now, the whole time, the officers show up at this boy that's naked with Jeff there, and this woman, the Nicole, Good Samaritan, is saying, how old is he he's a kid he's a child this is a boy ma'am ma'am this is a police matter this is a, a homosexual issue these are sexual preferences you need to back off this is his adult lover I have the whole interview transcript here. Wow. That's she is. She sad. keeps saying, are you positive? Because this child doesn't even speak English. You know, ma'am, And they let ma'am. him go? The, and then the officer, ma'am, ma'am, I can't make it any more clear. It's all taken care of. He is with his boyfriend in his boyfriend's apartment where he has his belongings also. But... What if he's a child? Are you positive he's an adult? Ma'am, like I explained to you, it's all taken care of. It's it's as positive as it can be. I can't do any anything about any I can't do anything about somebody's sexual preference in life. And then she screams, He's not a child. And then they brush her off. And then they're laughing about it. Wow. (laughs) That's fucked. That's yeah. That's this 14. A 14 year old. And he could speak English, but he was a fucking zombie. He has muriatic acid. And if you're if you're wondering why there's no blood streaming down his face, because he has a hole in the top of his head, it's because there's no veins up there in the very top of your skull. There's not a lot of blood that can come out. Plus, at the time, if you go back and look at him, uh, in this photo right here, he's got pretty long hair. You're not going to be able to see it. He didn't even know there was a hole in his head. I mean, he's he's out of it. He, he's fried, completely fried. They go back to Jeff's apartment. They say, you need to you need to take care of your sexual matters. Don't be letting your boyfriend walk around naked. And they let him go. Wow. And then a day later, he's dissolving in a vat of acid. And it would be another two weeks before or about a month before he's finally arrested. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. 
So one took his one arm on one side and the other took his other arm on the other side and they escorted him back up about a half block to the apartment, said Jeffrey Dahmer. In this manner, this boy was delivered to his executioner. Mm -hmm. Then they left with a cheering remark. Well, you just take care of him. He died an hour later because Jeffrey injected more acid into his brain, hoping to keep him zombified. I mean, wow. Jeff did, Jeff is avoiding the police. The police are coming into his home. They're the smell. But I don't know. I This is the 90s. So and dude, I, maybe I sound ignorant, but I feel like gay rights were a very touchy subject then. then. You know, you didn't want to mess with it if you didn't know about it type of thing. I Maybe I sound ignorant, but he did say, I can't do anything about a man's sexual preference. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. A lot of people think it's a race thing because the uh, three girls that called 911 were black. I don't know. Mm. Maybe, I mean... Pfft. I don't know, man. There's a lot of reasons why they they like just didn't take the threat seriously. Yeah, but it was almost like they thought it was like a weird, uh, like a kink, and they didn't understand. Yeah, like they were talking enough to to something that was you know related, but it obviously wasn't. I don't know. No, you're right. Okay, so now we're gonna go through the frenzy until he gets caught, and that is very quickly. So I'm going to kind of go through real quick. I showed you the victims before. May 26th is when he met the 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. May 26th. Okay, so June 30th, Matt Turner, 20 years old, bus station in Chicago. These are all the bodies in the apartment. That was June 30th. July 4th, a Jeremiah Weinberger. And that is when he bought the 57-gallon barrel, that the blue barrel that you saw in the photos. He bought that on July 12th. He bought that because he needed a place to store the bodies. They were piling up and he wasn't getting rid of them. They were piling. And I I wrote in here, it reminds me of your eBay business. (laughs) Like you just got shoe. We got, do we have fucking a thousand pairs of shoes in this house? (laughs) Not a thousand. They're like piling up, but you get to the point where you're just like, fuck it. And you just keep throwing it on the, no, I'm not talking bad about you, but I'm saying you get, someone gets to the point where they just, it's just too much and they just keep piling it on, on, on. That's where he's at now. Cops are, coming in he's not he's just throwing them in the bathroom the torsos in the bathtub <sighs> i mean they're just littering the fucking apartment you know the, a guy would come over and obviously he only lasts a, a few minutes before he's drugged and and done but he's wondering about the smell oh yeah my fish died you know he's got the fish tank up you know whatever and the tank like doesn't even have any water in it yeah know? i shit myself and who cares fucking drink this like what the fuck you know just completely didn't give a shit july 15 oliver lacy july 19th he was fired from his job for excessive absenteeism to cope with this news, he met a Joseph Bradhoft on July 25th. Now, all of these bodies are going to remain piled up in his apartment, which he is already has the eviction notice. He is supposed to be evicted in a week, and he has not even thought about removing the bodies. His main goal is to build the shrine. In fact, he was more worried or more interested in researching how he can get $200,000 so he can buy a, a some sort of pres- preservation freezing machine that freezes like matter. Like cryo? Cryo something. It was 200 grand. That was on his mind. He 
he's getting evicted. The notice is already there. They're coming in in any minute to take everything out. And he's got bodies everywhere and he doesn't even give a shit. This guy is fucking gone. Yeah, he's lost. (laughs) Like completely, dude. Insane. This guy, this Joseph Bradhoft, he met on July 25th. He kept this man's body in the in the bed with him for two days and he slept with it. On July 21st, he uncovered this body to find the head was, quote, covered in maggots. Oh, my God. No. Oh, no. So he cut it off, cleaned it and placed it in the freezer. This is also the time where he's eating meat to stay alive. He's eating his victims to stay alive. When Oliver Lacey was being massaged in one room, the headless body of Jeremiah Weinberger was floating in a bath of cold water and bleach next door. Dahmer was obliged to take a shower with two corpses in the tub. He took one photograph of Matt Turner in a standing position after death because rigor mortis had set in and he was able to position the body properly. Other pictures show a headless Oliver Lacey hanging by a strap from the bar shower curtain and the same mutilated corpse also with the rib cage exposed lying on top of the decapitated body of Weinberger. He stands this guy up like a mannequin because of rigor mortis. That's fucking nuts, man. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oliver Lacey completely defleshed for the shrine. He was the one on the shrine, as I showed you last time, you saw those two skeletons. He was the one that was supposed to be on the right side of the shrine, guarding it. The full skeleton. This was the first skeleton he was actually able to keep. But unfortunately, you know, the police busted in and ruined it. Jeremiah Weinberger. He met him at 1355th North Wells Street, Carol's Bar. Invited him home. He was with a few friends and they were very adamant that he does not go home with this guy. And keep in mind, Jeff looks good. Okay, like I know like cannibal weird Jeff in prison is not good looking, but Jeff is pretty decent looking dude, you know? I mean, you got what's his name playing him in fucking um, Netflix or whatever. What's that guy's name? The um, uh, I don't know who's playing him. The American Horror Story dude? I don't know. Anyway, he meets this guy, invites him home. Quote, he was very affectionate in the bar. He was giving me blowjobs right in the bar and everything. And this is what happened to him. You want to read that? While this kind and decent man slept, Dahmer drilled through his skull and for the first time, the acid injections having resulted in fatalities, he squirted boiling water into his brain. He woke up at the end of the day. The next morning, he was sort of groggy and everything. He talked. It was like he was dazed and I thought I would be able to keep him that way. Boiling water in the frontal lobe seems to work better than acid. Go fucking figure. So it just (laughs) boils your brain instead of fucking (laughs) dissolving it, I guess. He boiled his brain. Now, this this guy was with his friends and Jeff said something to the effect of, you know, I have this bachelor pad. You want to spend the weekend with me? Yada, yada, yada. The friends were very adamant that he didn't go with them. Next thing he knows, Jeremiah wakes up groggy in the morning, doesn't even realize he's got a hole in his head. And his frontal lobe has been boiled with hot water, hot boiling water in your frontal lobe, your your brain. And it worked pretty well, better than the acid. He was groggy. He was talking. This is from Jeff. Quote, he was walking around, going to the bathroom. 
But I had to go to work the second night at the end of the second day and he was still walking around. So I gave him another dose of pills and a, another shot of boiling water in the same hole. And then he left Jeremiah lying on the bed. The next morning, Jeremiah's dead. He rolled off the bed and Jeff noticed that this was weird. He rolled off the bed and his eyes were open. I, I guess human bodies really don't die. I've never seen a dead body with the eyes open unless forcefully. But he rolled off the bed like this, like eyes open. You can die with your eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, if it's sudden. Yeah. Yeah, but it really, I mean, he, he definitely remembered the eyes were open. So that, the, and this is about when the police break in and he's, you know, he's already's over. The party's over. The religious thing comes up. Something stronger than my conscious will made it happen. I think some higher power got, got good and fed up with my activity and decided to put an end to it. I don't really think there are any coincidences the way it ended and whether the close calls were warnings to me or what. I don't know. If they were, I sure didn't heed them. And and we talked about how he was arrested, obviously. You, you remember the, the, the man that made it out? Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember his name now. Uh, Tracy Edwards, the black man, the very first start, he runs out naked. This is, and then... Two weeks prior to that, the, the cops go and find the boy, the boy we talked about. So this is real in rapid succession. Then he's pretty much done. They find the Polaroids and then find all the body parts. And that's basically it. Well, so was he ever, so was he, did, was he killed before trial was complete? No, he was sentenced and everything. He was. Was he in, deemed insane? No, he was not, which is crazy mm. because that was a, a definite point of interest for a lot of people. I honestly believe he should have been insane because, I mean, I mean, if you go back and listen to the episode, <laughs> You know, Ed yeah. Gein was considered insane. Ed Gein is like the 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 ghoul, right? He is the 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 archetype of of this sort of deviant, cannibalistic, dark behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, bestial behavior. And even he was considered insane, but he only, all he did basically was string up that woman like a deer, you know, and keep a bunch of heads as cereal bowls. I mean, you know, what this guy is. Silvered vulvas and things. Yeah, but so did Jeffy. And the same reason he's trying to preserve them. He would paint the the parts, the penises, not the vulvas, you know, obviously. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Um. So the good, I mean, the, the insanity plea was this. He went nine years, if you remember, without killing anyone. Kills someone at 18, Stephen Hicks, joins the army, goes nine years, doesn't kill anyone. Right there, that shows that he knew right and wrong and can control it. However, for the defense, it is, he knew right and wrong. Yeah, but he ain't can controlling it he is trying desperately to to stay on to to fight this evil demonic force because he's a christian he grew up lutheran very christian i mean most of his interviews you can you can tell he's christian and he's battling with that. So this nine years wasn't him just being like, I know I did something bad. I shouldn't do that again. It was him like, oh, fuck, like pulling every which way. Like, like, who am I? Like, uh, why would God make me gay? Like, why would God make me kill? Like all this stuff that was going on in his mind. Insane to me. You have an eviction notice. 
you have cops coming to your apartment, you don't have a job, and you're thinking your primary concern in life is to build a human shrine, okay? You aren't really in the same world as everyone else at that point. You know what I'm saying? You you basically are blending up rabbits. And that was Richard Trenton Chase, if you guys didn't know that. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know. What do you guys think? So are you going to talk about how he was killed in prison? I already talked about that. Well, you, no, you didn't really go into any detail. I'm going to do that case later because I'm going to cover the killer. Oh. Yeah, but I'm done with Dahmer. He, oh, okay. It was basically he got he got booted to death with a broomstick and this guy beat the shit out of him to death in, in prison. And... Honestly, I am so done with this freaking case, man. Done with Dahmer. Oh, my God. I mean, what the fuck? What do you guys think? I hope you guys like that. That was a little short, but the zombie thing just got me, man. I mean, the shrine, the shrine thing is one thing with, you know, the art. Because I the first when I started the case, obviously, I looked at the photos. And I put those photos on talkmore.com. And there's like, whoa, that's crazy. That's disgusting. Why would he do that? And then you're like... If you go back and look at those photos and you'll see the poses and you'll see that he's making art to him, that shit's art, you know, that's art to him. Mm. He's making art. And then it, that makes more sense. And then, OK, he wants this art to last. OK, well, he needs to build a shrine. Well, his problem is he can't keep skeletons from breaking apart and, you know, and all that shit. He needs to keep a zombie. And then you have a zombie. It's it's. It's like a progression. You know, if if he wouldn't have been caught, it'd have been it'd have been really interesting to see how far he would have went. Yeah. I mean, how far can you go, really? I mean, he would have been on the street, obviously. No, he would he would have left all those bodies in that apartment when he was yeah. evicted. Yeah. It would have been his downfall anyway. Because he wasn't able to like he couldn't figure like it wasn't in his right mind to be like oh i gotta clean this up hide the evidence he wasn't in his right mind i I know i agree i agree i think he was totally i mean dude bonkers like when i first started this podcast i was like ah you kill someone you got to go to prison and insanity is just bullshit and stuff like that but if you're at a point where you're trying to make your own zombies and shit it might be insane bro i don't know yeah there might be something wrong with your fucking head and he's got borderline personality disorder, which is why he he fucking flipped out when people left him. Because I do the same shit. I just don't cut you up and shit. Well, that's positive. Let's not. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, stays that way. Did y'all know the zombie thing? I really hope they covered that shit on the new Netflix thing. Because that is the craziest yeah. thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. I, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is wild. Uh, I'm glad you finally did it because there's a lot that I didn't know about Jeffrey Dahmer, just that he was the Milwaukee cannibal. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to finally know. Well, the cannibal the is like the fucking least interesting yeah. part. Holy shit. There's plenty of cannibals out there. You know, the zombie thing is fucking crazy, at least to me. I don't know. Anyway, hope you guys like that. I'm done with it, man. I'm sorry. I'm fucking... Can't do any more Dahmer. That's all good. You're done. You guys got anything, man? I'm about to go play some video games. I'm play some Resident Evil. <laughs> some Speaking of zombies, <laughs> time for the Walking uh, Dead video game. All right, you guys. Uh, thanks everyone for being on live chat. It was good to see y'all, and we'll be back regular Saturday with Jen. Mm-hmm. And until then, we'll be on Discord. See y'all there. Yeah. This is Talk More Movie Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Go to talkmore.com to to see some photos and stuff like that. And we release episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. My name is John. I'm sitting here with 
uh, Nequeez, and I am hashtag done with Dahmer. And so I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>